This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series on a Tuesday and a Friday at usually 5pm, uh, as was the same as last week, uh, just with how it is at the moment with the holidays going on, things are happening in the afternoons, which means we've pushed these forward to a uh, kind of morning UK time only briefly. It will be returning to the usual times if as long as things go back to normal. Um, but yeah, it's just for the moment. And it's quite apt that today we're talking about Martinelli, uh, which is the topic of today's show to kick things off, because that is this week's prize uh, from Football Prizes. They signed uh, Gabriel Martinelli's shirt, uh, which you can win. There are limited numbers of tickets left. In fact, there's only 26 tickets out of 99 still available so if you want to get this before it runs out tonight at 7 30 then make sure you click the link to full prizes in the description uh, and click on the martinelli prize and you can buy a ticket um for the draw and halfway through the show we will be revealing which one of our members our expert members and tgt ambassadors have won the free entry into this week's competition as well but without further ado let's get on with today's show So, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're good after last night's huge disappointment. Um, yeah, it was one of those where I, I didn't sleep much genuinely last night. Um, so, I was thinking about it. Woke up at different points throughout the night, still thinking about it because um, it was just so, so demoralizing. Um, to, to just, yeah, you know, to, to go into that situation was so really, really irritating. Um, but there may be some good news around the corner. Um, I've, I've seen some interesting stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've seen some things about following Balogun, maybe, um, getting a new deal. We will talk about that uh, in a bit. Uh, so uh, I want to talk about the Martinelli stuff. And we will come on to talking about following Balogun, which is hopefully perked up our mornings if it is true. Um, so fingers crossed that is the case because that would be some really kind of welcome news that we've we've needed for quite a while and hopefully if he does sign 
who knows? Maybe he starts getting some more opportunities in the senior side because he's signed. We'll have to wait and see. But that's definitely uh, definitely a, a good bit of news if we're going to talk about it. So let's talk about Martinelli because, as you guys know, I've very much been kind of an advocate of saying, look, we need to take a step back here. The kid's still 19. He's got a really, really long injury. Um, I don't think it was too much of an issue that he wasn't necessarily playing because of those factors. But I think that the time has now come for even me to hold my hands up and say, look, the players that we're putting in the team, the players that are starting, the, the likes of Lacazette and Aubameyang, that when the big chances are falling to them, they're not taking them. And it's time you give a, someone else an opportunity to have their shot, to try and take their chance. Because the players, the senior players that we're playing right now, are not taking those chances. I'd love to see Martinelli start against Sheffield United. I think it's a perfect game for him to come into. Look, Sheffield United are poor. I know that we are very, very poor and we shouldn't take these games lightly. Of course not. But it is. I don't think it's unfair to say it's a good opportunity to give Martinelli a chance to prep himself for next Thursday. And if he smashes it on Sunday and gets into some really good form, then great, because we've got a guy that's then set up for the game on Thursday. I'd love to know your thoughts in the chat box, so please do throw them in. Whilst you guys are writing down your thoughts in the chat box, this morning I received um, the kind of final drafts of what the the channel rebrand is going to look like, the introduction videos, the backgrounds, the thumbnails, and it is looking so, so high quality. Um, I'm so glad I went down the route that I did. Um, I'm so glad that I've invested the amount that we have to to make this channel look so different and so good and that you won't see this stuff behind me. It's not going to be this. It's not going to be this around the edge anymore. It's going to be some really uh, high-grade, high-quality stuff that you're going to be seeing on the channel. Um, and the content's going to be getting better with the more stuff that we can do. Tactical Breakdown's going to be coming back. Um and that's going to be really good for the summer is breaking down all of the hundreds of players that we ultimately get linked to. Uh, we've reached out to a lot of uh, foreign experts in different zones, different countries and nations who are prepped and ready to provide their insight this summer as well. So it's going to be a really big kind of thing. Uh, Dan says, I'm going to miss the Henri pitch. Yeah, it's had a good run, uh, the Henri pitch. It will still be there at times when we do like the podcast where there's more than one person on because the backgrounds can't. Uh, integrate in that sense using StreamYard. So it will be, don't worry, it's not going anywhere. It'll still be there. Um, but yeah, it's going to look really, really good. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, Ingars, good to have you back in the chat, mate. I know we don't always agree, but it's, I'm glad to see you back in the chat, mate. Uh, yes, I agree. Play Martinelli at striker. Bin off Lacazette and Aubameyang. I'm done with them. Saka at right wing. Pepe at left wing. And Erdogan or Smith Rowe at 10. I think this is one of the best options that we can try. It's exceptionally young. It's a really young forward line. But our experienced players are letting us down. They're, they're letting Arteta down. They're letting the whole school down. Um, it's just really frustrating seeing the guys that he is showing faith in these experienced guys because I feel like if he puts too, I feel like there may be a thought process behind Arteta to think if we're putting too much emphasis on the kids, it could implode. And you've seen that Saka looks a little bit burnt out and he's missing clear chances as well. And maybe we don't want that um, to happen. But I don't think we've got much choice with how these experienced players are playing at the moment. Um, Omar says Martinelli needs to leave for the sake of his career. Sheath King says Abamyang came on last night and actually played with purpose. He did set up Pepe. He also missed an absolute sitter, um, which is, I just can't forgive these things. It's really frustrating at the moment. 
Um, yes, Ed, we're going to talk about Balogun in a bit. Yo-Yo says, if Cedric starts again, he must have a left footer in front of him. I agree with you. I don't think Willian gave him anywhere near enough support. You saw the opportunity that they had in the first half, I think it was, where Willian was caught way too far up the pitch and they were able to get him behind and put the cross into the box. That was because William wasn't covering. Adam Beard says, Martinelli has a different mindset to our players. Just look at his interviews. Paul Guy says, Martinelli is not going to start, unfortunately. There's a pecking order despite the form, and Arteta has him at the bottom. Um, after Link Skills says, Tom, you're doing a great job. And Hugh is a child. Thank you so much, mate. I know that a lot of the, <laughs> the fraud gang aren't particularly my biggest fan at times with some of the opinions I put across, but it provides balance. It provides uh, a differing view, and that's fine. It's all down to opinions at the end of the day. And if you were just listening to people that you agreed with, it'd be pretty boring. Um, so I appreciate the support there, Afterling. I really do. Um, Sheath King says, talking about youngsters making an impact, Joel Lopez could have played at left back. What I would say about this is that Joel Lopez is still extremely, extremely raw. He is no, despite being the same age as Saka, comparatively nowhere near the same level of competitiveness in the first team senior squad. I think he, if, if I mean, if Tin is fit, Lopez is nowhere near the squad because you'd have other players on the bench to cover, even though he's a natural left back. He really he's not of the desired level yet. From what we've seen in the youth sides, it's just for me, I'm not yet in kind of from what I've seen liking that as a as a first team option if he came in and was given a chance and took it that's that's the thing is that you never know fully until it happens but based upon the evidence that we have so far it would be a, a bit of a stretch to say joe lopez should come in Talaji boller is very similar he's 22 and he's a league one level player so i yeah not for me not for me uh, Captain Caramello says, if you ask me, Arteta has the hardest job in the Premier League. Bang average players who can't consistently play, uh, who can't play, sorry, consistently, and young players who are not quite there yet, like Saka and Martinelli. I mean, these guys are up there as some of the best youngsters in, in the Prem, but they're being overplayed because the experienced players are being ousted by them. They're being shown up by them. And I mean, Martinelli's not being overplayed, and that's something that we'd want to talk about today. Ed says, apparently Martinelli has been an animal in training. I can't understand why William wasn't taken off earlier for uh, Gabriel Martinelli. Thank you, Josh, for the support as always. Uh, Arjit says, don't think anyone won't like Gabby starting. Yeah, I think the, the kind of the title of the video, as in like it or not, was a little bit down to kind of people who had a bit of a similar view to mine in the sense that we need to be careful with him but also in the sense of from Arteta's perspective that like it or not, mate, you need to be playing this guy now. You need to be giving him these opportunities um, because we're being forced into it because the players that you're picking are not delivering. They're not scoring. They're not taking their chances and you have to give someone else an opportunity. You can't just set them on the bench looking at these guys missing chance upon chance upon chance and not give them a go. If Martinelli comes in and misses a loads of chances himself, then maybe you'd look around, turn around and say that it's been justified for him not starting yet, and that we didn't think he was ready quite rightly. But we don't know yet. That's the problem, is that we haven't seen enough of him to actually know that yet. Uh, Ender Neal says, uh, Abs, I absolutely hate how some of our fans, uh, Lacazette is my brother, um, but Giroud is donkey cock. <laughs> Giroud's Arsenal career has arguably been more successful uh, than Lacazette's. Uh, it has. I, think, I don't think Lacazette has progressed us beyond Giroud. I really don't. Um, I don't think um, Giroud has progressed. Uh, sorry, I don't think Lacazette has taken us to another level since he arrived and Giroud left at all. If anything, he's not been an, 
as effective, arguably. Arguably, Giroud has been more was more effective for us over his career at Arsenal than Lacazette has been for Arsenal, which is a really big, big concern. A really big concern. And says chance creation is something we weren't doing before Christmas. We are doing this now. Maybe Martinelli can put these chances away. He can't do as bad as Laka did, but I don't think Arteta trusts him yet. We'll have to wait and see. And I'm glad that you brought that you brought that up, Ands, because I think that is something that people have missed. That is something that has improved this season is the chance creation. The chance creation at the start of the season was dire, wasn't there, really poor. We didn't have a natural number 10. We've managed to bring Smith Rowe into the fold. We've managed to bring an Erdogan. Chance creation has increased. We're not taking our chances. Like with the amount of games we've had this season, where we've just failed to take the opportunities that we've been given to us. Manchester United at home when we drew 0-0, big chances that we missed in that game. Burnley, the, the chances we missed in that game. Wolves, the chances we didn't take in that game when we were 1-0 up, we could have put it away in the first half. The game against Olympiacos at home when we lost 1-0 and still went through. That game, we could have easily won a canter. Last night, another example. There have been games like Liverpool where it'd be utterly outplayed and we played horrifically. West Ham, arguably, we should have taken some of the other chances. We could have scored more than three goals in that game quite easily. Saka had a big chance. Aubameyang had a chance. Lacazette had a chance. Pepe had a chance. Odegaard had a chance. Like These are games that we should have scored more in. I don't know what we can expect. I can't run on the pitch and take these chances, but his system is creating these chances. We're just not taking them. But he does need to take some of the uh, the flack for not picking and not changing things and not trying something different in the lineup. If Balogun does sign this new deal, put him on the bench. Give him an opportunity to come off the bench and show it because he is clinical. He does take the chances he's given. So why not do that? Um Peter Capelli says, we haven't kept a clean sheet in 15 games. Now we need to go to Slavia Prague, score and keep a clean sheet. Tough ask for this team. Look, we don't have to keep a clean sheet. We have to score two goals. We score two goals and we're buzzing. We score one goal, we still could go through. But we need to score over there with the mindset of scoring goals. You can't go with the same mindset that you did at home. I thought at home you need to make sure you're as defensive in the sense that avoiding conceding an away goal is huge in these games. But now that we've conceded just one away goal, we have to go to Slavia Prague with the intent on absolutely blitzing them as much as feasibly possible. Lincoln says, Tom, would you be able, would you be open to selling Saka for say a hundred million if it meant all the money was reinvested across the team? Honestly, David, no, because I don't trust it to be spent at the moment. I'm being convinced that things are changing Arteta's signings across the last summer in January are convincing me that things are changing with our recruitment, but I wouldn't risk a potentially world-class talent in Saka for 100 million right now because we don't know how it's going to be spent. If if it was maybe a year down the line and we brought in some excellent players with 100 million, then maybe I'd be more open to it. But our track record of investment across the last decade is just not enough to convince me that it's worth selling a really good player right now, even if it means reinvesting it. Uh, Adam says, no comparison between Juru and Laka. We signed Juru for 12 million and he got over 100 goals in five years. Absolute bargain. Uh, Josh says, Martinella, Martinelli flipping berries Lacazette's one-on-ones FFS. Uh, Jason Martin says, Lacazette's miss was borderline criminal. Josh Hunter says, we create chances, but we can't put them to bed. And I saw a lot of people saying that Bamiang scores that chance. Bamiang had that chance against Olympiacos where he runs straight through on goal, put it wide. Like, it's just... It is obviously at the end of the day, it's all speculation. It's all we don't really know at this stage who scores what. But we haven't given Martinelli enough chances so far. 
He needs to be given a chance on Sunday. He came in. He took his chance, in my opinion. He pressed. He had a really difficult opportunity that just went over the bar. And that forced a corner as well, which led towards a good bit of play. He pressed. He harried. He gives us energy. He gives us so much more on the wing in terms of that energy than anyone else in the team. Just give him the chance now, guys. Just, just Arteta, please. Please, we're begging you, son. Just give us, give us that chance. That would be absolutely wonderful if you could do that. Much appreciated. Um, Eddie says, at least uh, at least I can remember 10 one-on-ones from Saka. Wolves twice, West Ham twice, Wolves twice. Um, and he's not taking them. He's still exceptionally young and he's not developed that composure. And we are putting a lot of stock in him because the youngsters are dragging us forwards. It shouldn't be on a 19-year-old to be the difference for Arsenal. It shouldn't. But it is right now. That, that's the really kind of, the really big issue at the moment. Um, let's let's talk about the other big bit of news, uh, which is uh, Balogun. Before we do that, though, what we're going to do is we're going to draw out the winning ticket uh, from our prize draw. Ironically, you can win a signed uh, Martinelli shirt. Just make sure you go to the website, you buy a ticket, you drop a like on today's video as well and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Um, but we're going to do the random number game. Random number generator. Here we go. Uh, we're going to go onto the Discord. We're going to check uh, how many people in the Discord have. Just let me load it up. Have entered this week to win a free ticket into the draw for tonight. And 25 people have entered. So let's see who has won the free ticket. So I'm going to press this five times. And the fifth number is going to be the winning prize. So one winning ticket, I should say, to go into the draw. Five, four, three, two, one. And it is 19. Uh, winning ticket is 19. Uh, that is Gary. Is that Gary Hardy? I think it is in the chat. Congratulations to Gary. Uh, you've won a free ticket into the draw for tonight's Martinelli signed shirt. So congratulations, Gary Hardy, uh, on that one, mate. I know generally you do tune in for most of these shows. <laughs> We've done an early one. Um, so congratulations to Gary uh, on winning his ticket for today. He's broken Kean's streak. <laughs> Kean's no longer won. Uh, the streak has been broken, but I do know that Kean's bought a few tickets himself already, so he might be in with a chance of winning. But good luck to everyone who enters the draw uh, tonight for the Martinelli. The prize will be drawn out at 8.30pm on Football Prizes Facebook page. Make sure you go on there and you check it out. And if there's, I think there's only something like... Uh, 20-something tickets left uh, of the draw. The link is in the description. Uh, so make sure you go and grab yourself a ticket uh, before it runs out because you won't want to miss with a chance to win a signed Gabriel Martinelli shirt. In fact, there is only 24 tickets remaining in the draw. So be quick. Get your tickets before they run out because it's a blooming good prize. Oh, dearie me. Let's, let's talk about this news then. Let's talk about uh, <laughs> following Balogun. So... The latest information, I'm just searching on Twitter because this literally dropped for me uh, as I was going live. So I've not read any of the kind of stories around this, um, which means I'm going to have to change the thumbnail and change the title of the video as well. And uh, <laughs> after what happened last night, I'm not surprised that we've gone and offered them a new deal. Now, the story is being reported by a website that I'm not going to mention um, because I don't like them. So I'm not going to click on the actual story. But supposedly, we are on the verge of agreeing a long-term deal with following Balogun. So if that is the case, 
Fair enough. Uh, if it's on Sky Sports News now, uh, we'll probably be able to go on to that. But fingers crossed we can uh, see. But I'm not going to give that uh, publication the time of day at all. So, yeah, um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that we can get this deal done. But let me know what you think about this in the chat. What happens with this deal? Um, what happens with Lacazette now? If we sign Balogun up to his new contract... I think it's curtains for Enketia. I think it's curtains for Lacazette. And I think that Balogun gets promoted into the first team next season and we start giving him those opportunities. Let me know what you think in the chat box. Uh, Ingar says, get rid of Enketia, promote Balogun and buy Ollie Watkins as another striking option. No Sleep says, if this is true, then Lacazette will surely be leaving this summer and there will be no replacement. Uh, have your say. The Arsenal West is great channel with balanced opinions, Tom. We all know that there needs to be a big squad changes if we want to compete for big trophies, but we also know we can't fix everything overnight. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, Indonil says, uh, with Balogun, we can't afford to be idiots. Academy football is different. Let's neither overhype nor think he's average. We need to afford him the time to prove he can become top class. You're spot on, mate. And that's why I want to see him on the bench. That's why I want to see him giving opportunities in the last 10 minutes of games. Bring him on. Give him chances. Put him on the bench. If he signs before Sunday, put him on the bench. You've got nine subs. Why the hell not? Put him on the bench. Give him a chance to prove himself because you never know. It could be a difference maker before the end of the season. Dumanguna. Fantastic name. This is, I think now with this generation of Haylenders, we need to push on with copying the Ajax model. Rely heavy on youth. And if wealthier sides come in, they are spending 30 million plus on these players. I'm absolutely... Tom's angry that we're signing Balogun. I'm absolutely buzzing, Yorick, if we get Balogun done. I'm just hoping that we've not broken the bank. <laughs> But it's absolutely great news if, we, if we're getting it done. South London's finest B says Balogun is only staying because he wants to be first choice. If Arsenal are offering that, Lacazette and Eddie's time is over. Josh Hunter says Lacazette and Enketi are out then, hopefully, and maybe a Bamiang to bring in a Tony. I'm not a big fan of Tony personally, which leaves our other striking option of Balogun and Martinelli. Ed Welch says Sheffield United is a nothing game. Start Martinelli and have Balogun on the bench, in my opinion. Yo-Yo says, does Balogun's social media antics not speak against the culture Arteta apparently wants to create at the club? I mean, the I mean, these guys have um, teams in their social media, so you can't always take it as gospel. I'm pretty sure that his Instagram page actually has now gone blank. Now, that could be um, because obviously a lot of um, players are abstaining from um social media i don't even know if it's still there anymore his his account i can't actually find it if it is um balogun is is balogun's account empty still uh it looks like it yeah it looks like it yeah 111,000 imagine being just a youth player and you've got 111,000 followers that tells you what people think of this guy already um fantastic news but he's got no posts he's taking his picture away I think, for me, that stands out more as a protest against the social media and the abuse that's going on right now than any indication of a of a contract. Uh, Sky are reporting it now, apparently, as well. That's fantastic news. Um, yeah, it looks like Sky Sports are um, reporting it too, have convinced his future is at the Emirates. This is must be good news. And to be fair, I want to see credit go to Arteta as well. because, And I know that a lot of people are laughing. Oh, look at this. Tom's turning around and saying the manager needs credit. But 
he does deserve credit if we can convince him to stay. A lot of people said it was on the coaching staff, it was on everyone, that it was like it was their fault that they weren't, um, that they were at fault for this and that it was their fault and that we should have given him more chances. So when swings and roundabouts, you've now got to throw that praise. Fair play for getting it done. Fair play. Oh, that's a bit of a weight now off my shoulders. It really, really is. Um, because just knowing that now is not going to come back to bite us if it had gone somewhere else and been absolutely amazing. If he signs a new four or five-year deal, then that's great. Integrate him into the team, get him playing first-team football, give him that opportunity to show what he's about 100%. 100%. 100% says Hamza, spot on, says Afterling. Uh, Dumaguna says, trust the contractual negotiation process. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Totteka says, let's have a whip around and help Arsenal land their summer transfer targets. Ingar says, Balogun must be thinking, well, I would be getting them tap-ins. <laughs> and he wants to say, yeah, this must be something. Surely in the contract negotiation, the agent would turn around, look, your strikers are not putting away these clear-cut chances that we're making. Absolutely. And this guy is coming in and doing that. So fair play. AFC Max says, Tom, spot on. Happy to hear the reports, but I'm going to hold my applause till it gets announced. Um, yeah, we've been scolded before, Max. We've been scolded before. We know where this can go. We know that it's not a done deal until we see it on the website. And uh, that's going to be fantastic news if that is the case. Um, Will Dobson says, Arteta's team selections and in-game management are the issue. It's just dreadful. Daniel Roberts says, apparently it's Arteta who has convinced Balogun, my manager. Oh, beautiful scenes. <laughs> beautiful scenes. I'm not going to copy his phrase. Uh, Mitchell Balzan says, Klopp won the Champions League, then lost six games in a row, and I hated him for it. But that's what we do as fans. We live in the past. Or we live on the last game. Arteta deserves credit when he does good. Uh, and he seemingly has done a big, big thing uh, with this. I mean, do I put out the tweet, the hashtag? Do I put out the hashtag? Do I do it? hashtag Balogun? Hashtag trust the process? Oh, I can just feel it. I can feel it. I'm just, I'm tempted to type it out now. I can feel Yonick just crying. I can feel him crying. I can see your tears, Yonick. I can see them. Uh, Vincent says, Tom, kudos for the good work as usual on Arsenal being 27 years Guno. I had enough. Trust the process. No, we're sinking lower than the Titanic. No style, no grit, no pride, no identity, no system. Vincent, I hope it can prove you wrong, mate. Thank you for the praise, though, fella. Uh, Baldi says, I think you can uh, I think you can be a positive fan, but also see that this manager may not be the one. I hear your argument that the players are also not good enough. Uh, Yonick says, there's no way you can give him credit for Balogun. No way. He weren't giving him a chance when he deserved it, then saw Lacquer drop a stinker, and now he's crawling back to him. Yonick! Mate, you know, I'm going to let you into a little secret, guys. Uh, me and Yonick had a little bit of a DM conversation while I offered him the opportunity to come on the show. And what did he do? He bottled it. He done an Arteta in his mind. I mean, Yonick's the archetypal Arteta in his own mind. We offered the chance, Yonick, and you shunned away. You bottled it. You bottled it, son. <laughs> Dearie me. Uh, EGT, uh, Egal, good job in the chat, mate. Arsenal are close to time now, following Balogun on a new deal. Uh, raw reaction soon, possibly, mate. I might have to jump on. I'm actually really busy this afternoon. I may have to jump on and talk about it if it gets announced. I probably won't be able to do it till later on this evening, and we'll do a separate show talking about it. But that's really, really big news. Really big news. Hamza uh, <laughs> says, exposing DMs. I see you, Tom. I'm not going to show you the DMs because that would be unfair. But Yonick, exposed, man. You've been exposed. <laughs> Daryl, great news on Balogun. We need exciting long-term striking options, 100%. Uh, 
Um, Peter says, is this a dead wood summer or new signing summer? Peter, it's both, mate. We need to do both. Absolutely 100%. I mean, I wrote a piece on this. Um, I'm going to put it in the chat box so you guys can read it. How I think Arsenal's perfect summer window is regards to signings. Just going to throw that into the chat box for you. I'll put it in the in the uh, in the description as well. Um, not in the comment section, I nearly said uh, the uh, the description. I'll throw it in there so you can give it a read. But yeah, perfect summer, absolutely. Uh, top seconds, Tom calling Yodic Spursy jokes. <laughs> oh dearie me. <laughs> He's been, he's been absolutely thrown under the bus. Yonick, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Indanil says, I think with Balogun, it's been a cat and mouse chase. And Arteta has always reiterated that he felt Balogun would sign. Maybe this was one of those that required us to be patient. That's the fair point. Arteta has consistently said that he said that, our, that he's confident, he wants him to stay, that he wants to stay, and that they'll get it done. And it looks like... They are getting it done, 100%. Absolutely fantastic stuff. So he says, Tom, you missed that we are selling Bellerin to, yes, uh, we are selling Bellerin too. Uh, yeah, we did. Um, we are, looks like we're moving him on, which is another good thing. I think that's positive. I know Kieran will cry, um, but uh, but yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> Yonick says, Craig bottled it five years ago because I was going to call him out. Did he? Oh, dearie me. I don't think he did. I'll have to check the DMs. <laughs> uh, King Sate Gambian Guna says, I don't mind coming on the show to say why I think Arteta should be sacked. King Sate, if you want to come on, mate, we've got uh, our members come on. Join up to be a member. Um, it, was a, it was kind of an exclusive offer to Yonick because he's such a loyal listener and I wanted to give him the opportunity. Um, but if you want to join up as a member, King Sate, I'm sure we can have you on. But I gave him the chance. The chance was there. <laughs> JMS says Balogun and Saka have some great have the same agent. Saka took forever to tie down last year, so it's no coincidence. It's been the same with Balogun. Uh, Ingar says, "What a great time to announce Balogun signing just to deflect the bag result yesterday." Arteta at it again. To be fair, it's a PR masterclass. Like I'm not going to sit there and deny that it absolutely is. I'm not going to let the wall be pulled over my eyes. I know the timing is very, very um timely <laughs> it is perfect timing 100 percent. but i'm not going to let that downplay the fact it's a really good bit of business for getting it done and fair play to arteta for getting it done now put him in the team sign him he signed the deal use him yeah because clearly the fact of the matter was is that you can't really give time to a player that wasn't signing his deal he signs you give him the chances it's simple as that give him the opportunities to prove that he can be an option for us um and says, did we go out last night? It's half time. I do. I think it's a really good point. And Harry Simeon put up a really good tweet after the game as well. I think people are forgetting that this, this tie is not done. And the difference between a 1-0 win and what happened at the end of the game changes the rhetoric of the whole reaction to things. Like if we don't mess up that last little bit, and if we don't, if we kick it long instead of doing a stupid little back pass from Cedric and he doesn't have a bit of a brain fart. I mean, Granite Xhaka, he gets all the stick in the world, but he was berating those guys to just kick it clear. He used a lot harsher words than I am. But if that doesn't happen and we win 1-0, we're in a really strong position going into the next game. So it's just such fine margins. It's such, such fine margins. I really do get frustrated with it. Um, Ingar says, Tom, I'm just sick of seeing this manager defended again and again whilst Emery was roasted. I think Emery was roasted at the end, mate. Like... <laughs> During the period that he was actually here, especially during that first season, I had a lot of time for Emery and tried to support what he was doing and what was going on. And uh, it just became really, really tough. And by the end, when he threw away the 
when through his own mistakes, it cost us top four, that really hit me. Um, and that really kind of turned my view on him. And then when he lost the dressing room, I don't think it's about him getting battered and roasted. And I think Arteta has got the criticism that he deserves. Um, but I also think that it's ultimately for me, um, it's a real big issue that I think people kind of perceive Emery now as like this on this pedestal when he really, really wasn't. Uh, the link's in the chats, Malg. I'll put it in there. I'll throw it in there again. Um, it's just there if you want to read that uh, piece. Uh, Daniel Roberts says, how can you say we didn't play well enough? We had so many clear-cut chances. Big Celt says, Xhaka did nothing. Oh, my God. Oh, the blinkered, the blinkeredness is so narrow-minded. I don't get this narrow-mindedness. Um Janice says, people don't compare Emery to Arteta. Emery was crap. Even Tom called him an experienced manager, and he isn't. He was shocking. Fair enough. <laughs> and says, yeah, we're at half time, but these players keep shooting themselves in the foot. Can we trust them not to do it again next week? I don't know. And the answer is that I can't, I, I don't trust them. I don't trust these players. I really don't. I trust some of them, but I don't trust most of them. And that's a really, really big problem. Uh, Ed Welch says, I think people are worried because Prague haven't lost a game at home. We're going to, I mean, they hadn't lost a game since December and we nearly, 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 nearly managed to do it. So they're going to be on a big high. Their confidence is going to be sky high and uh, it's going to be a really, really tough game. Um, Kelvin says, hi, Tom. How are you doing? Please, Arteta. Need to be sacked today. <laughs> the fellow says, Tom, do you think Arteta would be in the job if there were fans? The fellow, I don't think we'd be in this situation if there were fans, to be honest. So I think it's an impossible question. Uh, Ingars, Tom, when does this end for you? If we are out of the Europa League next week and finish 10th, does he go? No, Ingars, I've said this for a long time. I'm giving it the summer. I'm giving it the year. I don't think this is enough time. I think the squad is way too poor to have a judgment on his capacity and his ability. So you want an FA Cup with this awful squad. I'm giving it a year. In a year's time, I'll sit here and I'll say that, you know, and that's the thing is when you do a daily show like we do, there's going to be 365 or less than that because I've said it for quite a while. So about it's going to be like 300 shows minimum between now and when I feel that is a good time to make a difference. And that's a long, long time. And I know a lot of you guys tune in for pretty much every single show. It's a really long, long time before that happens. And that is the curse of doing a show every single day is that not much changes in that short space of time. And there's a lot of football going on at the same time. And it's been a really poor season. So, yeah, I think that's it's going to be really it's going to be a long year. But I think that it's for me, I have to wait until in 2022. At the start of 2022, we'll see where we are what we're doing, and then we'll make more of a judgment on things. So Hill says, Tom, thoughts on rumours that Leno and the goalkeeping coach are not on the best terms, mate. At the moment, I'd be putting Ryan in right now, and I'm not exaggerating, because Leno's, for me, is I've defended him and defended him and defended him, but I can't defend some of these consistent errors that he's making. We've got another competent Premier League quality goalkeeper. Give him a chance, because Leno is costing us. He, sh he should have been stronger with his with how he palmed it into the roof of the net. He should have been stronger with the actual conceding of the corner that nearly went in as well. His distribution is really kind of questionable. And I just think he makes the defence nervous. I think he makes the defence nervous. Give Ryan a chance. Give him a chance because Leno's really, really not earned a spot right now. Really, really not. Um, Chris P says, not going to be on Arteta's back. Also not going to bash Cedric. He tried his best to offer us what Tierney does. What a was a mistake. But again, how many further errors <laughs> were there that led to them scoring? Yeah, 100%. But that's, that was the difference maker, is that error is the difference maker. 
Janice says, Tom, your honest opinion on our performance. Dan is saying we played well. Do you really think so? Janice, I said this last night, mate. We should have won this at a canter. We created five clear-cut chances. We should have won 4-0. We should have won 4-0. I have absolutely no doubt that we should have won that game comfortably. Saka should have scored. Laka should have scored twice. Abamyang should have scored. Pepe did score. We should have won this comfortably. The system that Arteta is putting in there created those chances and we didn't take them. So yeah, we should have we should have won this game. And if we win this 3-0 and have that exact same performance, but we take those chances and win 3-0, it's a totally different mindset. It's a completely different mindset. So that's, I just that's just how I feel. I thought we were fine. I thought we made lots of chances. I thought we kept Slavia at bay quite a lot. There were a couple of times where they got into the box, but and when they did, we dealt with it. Holding had a good game. He defended. He blocked crosses. He got on the end of crosses. I, I couldn't really fault his display. And then we just, yeah, we make an awful error at the end. And yeah, that, that's what happens. So yeah, I think we created more than enough chances. I think based upon what there was, the team that was out there, I mean, I don't know what more people want than creating five clear-cut chances with this team. I don't know what play, like playing well is. Like, I don't know what when people say, did we play well? well? What is playing well? Like what creating five chances to win a game, I think is playing well. I think defending until the last second and keeping a clean sheet against a side that's not lost since December and is a good side that have knocked out Leicester comfortably by winning 2-0 away from home in Leicester, a team that are way and far above as a squad better than us. And people are saying they're expecting us to play well. That's that's the thing. Um, Thapello says, our t- system made us concede. I'm sorry, but no, that's a blinkered view. Stupidity let us concede that goal by not just the last few minutes of the game. Yeah, playing out from the back is how Arteta wants us to play. That's how he wants us to play. But game management, at the end of the game, five minutes to go, common sense should reign true that you just get rid in the last five minutes. You're 1-0 up. It's not like we're 0-0 in the 30th minute and we're panicking at the back. That's not about systems. That's about stupidity. It's a difference. So, no, I'm sorry, but you're just wrong. You're just wrong. Vinny uh, says, we created the chances. We just didn't put them away. Lack of severe lack of pace when through one-on-one showed we need to start a Bamiyang, uh, who, by the way, had Vinny that chance, that exact chance against Olympiacos, and he put it wide. So I think it's ultimately, for me, it's Martinelli that now needs to be given that chance in the striking position. Uh, King Sate says, is our strikers lack of form deeper than we think? How come all of our offensive players have become worse in front of goals? Do we need a new striking coach? No, mate. It's, you, these are world-class strikers on their day. Aubameyang is a world-class striker on his day. He's having a bad season. Confidence is on the floor. And they're just not taking the chances. And we need to be changing that. We need to be giving someone else a bit of fresh air, bring someone else in, give them a chance. It's great that Balogun's signing a new deal. Give him an opportunity to come off the bench. Give Martinelli a chance to start. It's as simple as that for me. It really, really is. I guess, I mean, it's interesting. Do you think that Nketiah would have scored that chance? Because I've not. he's not been given loads of chances this second half of the season, is he? And he hasn't got those type of chances. Do you think maybe he takes that chance if he's given the opportunity? Because he's put those chances away for the under-21s at England all day. I'm not saying that we should keep him. I'm just saying in terms of confidence of those of Lacazette and Aubameyang affecting them, right? It's a re- that's what I'm saying. Is The point is that theoretically saying, could have this guy scored? Could have this guy scored? It's just a mute. It's a moot point because it's, it's just not something you can speculate, really. Um, 
And Ketia would have tucked that away, to be fair. <laughs> so Shonny, yeah, Jack, I think he would have done. Yeah, that's the thing is that, that's the thing. It's just, I think he would have done. It's just these guys, their confidence is on the floor right now. They're just not taking chances. Um, <laughs> uh, Vinny says, from the evidence presented to you in the Discord, do you think Albert or yourself looks better with his haircut. I mean, the Discord photo was horrific, Vinny. It was scary. So if you want to join our Discord, by the way, just join up as a member and you can join a crazy crew of people. <laughs> they are mental. Absolutely. Ecal says, I'm with you, Tom. The players should step up. The stupidity is getting out of hand. Again, it's not stupidity. From a different differing opinion, I don't want to call someone stupid. I just think they have a different view. I don't agree with it. I think it's biased in some ways. I think it's blinkered. But it's not stupid. I think it's too far. Um, Big Cell, let's not forget how bad Eddie is. <laughs> Eddie for the rescue, says Marcuson. Um, Ed Welch says, good point, Marte. Uh, Marte. Matt Parte uh, did have a stinker. Yeah, he didn't have the best of games, uh, even though he was given the, the second highest rating of all of the players on the pitch. Um, so we can talk about XG, we can talk about stats, but those stats said that Parte was the second best player on the pitch last night which is quite incredible because um, I didn't think he had the best of games, but I think that goes to show you how bad the rest of the team was, if anything. Um, it's really, really poor. Uh, Jay says, how many times have we conceded trying to play out of the back at all costs this season? Where does that directive come from? Again, Jay, for me, we concede playing out from the back, yes, but we score more than we do concede from doing it because that's ultimately the way that we do it. We... I'll tell you what, the West Ham game, first 20 minutes, we kicked the ball long continuously in those first 20 minutes. We didn't play out from the back. We just lumped it up the pitch. And what happened in those first 20 minutes against West Ham is that we put ourselves under pressure because we just kept lumping, lumping up the end of the pitch instead of playing out from the back. And we conceded three goals because of the amount of pressure we put ourselves under. That's why we play out from the back. And in the rest of the game, when we got those three goals, it wasn't from lumping the ball up the other end of the pitch. It was from building up play, building up the, um, the fluid passing and the fluidity in our game from playing out from the back. It's as simple as that. That's why we play out from the back, because it's better than kicking it long. But in the last five minutes yesterday, there's a difference between your system of playing out from the back and not having the common sense in the last few minutes of the game to, to just get rid in that moment. There's a difference. It's not synonymous for a game. Just because you're a style of play under the managers about playing out from the back that doesn't mean that you sacrifice common sense of a player in the last five minutes to kick it long and to nullify the pressure in that sense. But you don't, you have to play out from the back with our style, with the players that we have in the modern way. The most successful teams in Europe and at the top of the Premier League are not there by kicking it long. West Ham are not there where they are because they kick it long. Leicester are not there because they kick it long. They all play out from the back, they do it well. So I'm sorry. That is not an excuse to turn around and say that because we play out from the back, that's costing us. It has cost us in individual moments because ultimately the players aren't good enough. And it's something that we need to improve is the quality of the players and the goalkeeper, the way that we play out from the back from the goalkeeper. I don't, I don't trust Leno. We need to invest probably in a keeper, um, which sucks because we had one. <laughs> we had one that could play out from the back. So, uh, yeah, that sucks. No one was in for Leno. 70 million for, for Martinez. Um, yeah. Looks really silly in hindsight. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. 
Um, but yeah, it's it just frustrates me that I think people just like associate the fact that about playing out from the back um, is where we are. But the fact of the matter is, is the best teams are the ones that play out from the back, not kicking long. It's just it's a I think it's a hollow argument to be honest. Um, Jason says Arsenal always seems to swish off at critical moments. We do. It's a mentality issue. Uh, Fapello says, Tom, how many games is better in a way from a new contract? Because apparently if you give 10 good games, well, apparently Fapello, he's gone. Like Apparently we've had talks and he's moving on. So we'll see what happens there. Ecal says, watching a start a game is agonizing. It's a continued warm up. We don't really dominate and commit the opposition like we used to. Hope we have a miracle of a summer. Amen. Chris P says, Leno kicked it long loads last night. Not sure why people think we played out from the back as usual. Um, Big Celts says, there was a little in the way of evidence to keep Martinez over Leno. I, honestly, the only ever, the only argument about keeping Leno over Martinez is that no one was coming in for Leno. And th at that point in time, he wasn't, for me, a big question mark in the team. It's really easy to turn around and say, now he's a big question mark. But he had a good season last season up until he got injured. He was a good shot stopper. He saved some really good chances. He's coming at the start of the season. Again, he had a decent start to the campaign, but things have progressively got worse. And the, mo the more that we want to play out from the back, the worse that things have become. But that's the issue. It's not like... I don't believe in the whole rhetoric of we chose to keep Leno over Martinez because we didn't have that choice. That choice wasn't available to us. No one was coming in with a bid that was going to be enough for, to convince Arsenal to sell a player that they'd spent £25 million on less than two seasons ago. Whereas a keeper that had been third choice at Arsenal for the last 10 years and had 10 games in the team was then given a £17 to £20 million offer. I can understand why we sold him. I can understand why we did it. Yes, it's going to come back to bite us now. And with the benefit of hindsight, it looks ridiculous. But you can't say that the club chose to just keep one over the other because that wasn't a choice that was given to the team. Because if we wanted to sign Gabriel, because we weren't getting really any backing in the summer, we weren't selling any players to get players like Gabriel in, we had to get some money in through player sales. And that was the only player that we were able to move on in the summer. It's, it's just... Martinez is a victim of the bad business that we've done over the years and the fact that we had to sell a decent player for 17-odd million quid because we couldn't afford to keep him in the team because we had no one coming in for Leno during the pandemic and no one was going to move in for him and maybe we wanted to keep Martinez, but no one was coming in for Leno. And some people would say, well, we should have just kept him anyway. But when we were offered a lot of money for a player that had played 10 good games over 10 years, for me, it, I, I can't, you know... I, I can't have a go at them for doing that. I just, that's that's my issue. If it was down to me, 100%, I rather would have kept Martinez if it was a choice. But I can understand why the club went down the route of selling him. I can understand why. But if it was down to me, that's why I get so frustrated with the argument. And maybe it comes across like I prefer Leno to Martinez. I don't. If it was down to me, I would have kept him. But the issue is, is that, in, in terms of who I would have rather had starting for Arsenal, I would have rather had Martinez. But the issue was is that we needed money in the summer window and he was the only player that we were getting a decent offer from anyone for. That's why we sold him. But it's come back to bite us, unfortunately. It really, really is.
Uh, Janice, thank you so much for the super chat, mate. Says, I'm not going to lie, I'm done with this team right now, but thank you, Tom. What you said about the system creating chances picked me up. Fair play, Janice, and that's why you're a valued member of the team because you always turn around and say, you know what, I hold my hands up with that point, and uh, and you're open to hearing differing views. So fair play to you, Janice. Um, Arsenal guy says, so Dean Smith outsmarted Arteta in in what sense? They put a decent bid in. It was a, it was a good bit of business by Aston Villa. I don't think it's necessarily about outsmarting Arteta there. I just think it's a good bit of business. Um, I prefer Lego to Leno, says Sonny. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, Tom, do you think Arteta needs to make any coaching changes around him? Does he have people that challenge him? It's a good point, Matthew. I think it's one for a podcast about his coaching team um, because I think the goalkeeping coach is questionable which is a weird one because he did so well at Brentford in Yaki Kenna. Um, he did really, really well there and, and helped David Raya to the point where he's been a really good keeper for them. So I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't work at places. Uh, Fallas says, the training videos Arsenal post, we know have to question its credibility because I can't understand how we are putting top bins in training and in actual matches, I don't see that. It's pressure, Fallas. These players have not got the composure. In training in a comfortable environment, you can ping a top bins shot, absolutely no problem. When it comes to the game and the moments that really matter, that separates good players from the rest. And these players just are not stepping up. Aubameyang and Lacazette's confidence is on the floor. And in training, yeah, you can bang the top ones in. You know what? It really irritates. When Aubameyang, did you see that clip of where he did like the little back heel past Matt Ryan? Stuff like that really frustrates me. Because in reality, opportunities like that aren't going to present themselves. So don't hype up a moment that's going to never happen in a game. I want to see him taking chances, clear-cut opportunities, one-on-ones like that, where he takes on a keeper and can slot it in the bottom corner, put it in the top corner in a one-on-one situation, not doing fancy little tricks in training. I don't care about that. I really don't. Right? It's so overrated, these like techers and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, yeah, Yonick says, I'm fine with Matt Ryan as backup if we can get him to sign permanently. I agree with you, Yonick. Uh, wow, <laughs> you can clip that. <laughs> Matt says, and Matt G, by the way, if you weren't tuning in earlier, congrats, you won the free entry, mate, um, into uh, into the, the draw. I think it was you, it was number 19, or was it Gary Hardy? Sorry, Matt, it weren't you, I'm really sorry. <laughs> it weren't you, it was Gary Hardy. Sorry, mate, I haven't seen Gary in the chat, though. If he is here, congrats, Gary. Um, I'm really excited. Matt's sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, no, sorry, Matt. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'll answer your question to make up for it. Uh, Matt, for a team that has had a questionable defensive record for years, why do we think we have so many top goalies? Chesney, Leno, Martinez, Fabianski, Lehman and Seaman. It's interesting you say top keepers. Um, we sell, historically, we sell our bad keepers, don't we? Chesney, we shouldn't have sold. Martinez, we shouldn't have sold. <laughs> it's going back to bite us. It really is. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> really sorry, mate. Uh, Chris B says, Leno is questioned because of a lack in competition. I don't believe he's been overperforming since he came to us. And now seeing the real level, he's just got comfortable since Martinez left. Um, yeah, he might have been a bit, he might feel comfortable. It's a good point. He might feel like he's got no competition. And uh, it's a really, really good point. Uh, Cronkie is to blame for the Martinez situation. I, and you actually, you're spot on, mate, because if we actually had investment, then maybe we could have convinced Martinez to stay because we didn't, then we wouldn't have needed the money from his sale 
to invest. If we actually had an owner that's invested, at the end of the day, that's the biggest problem at the club. It's not Arteta. It's not the players. Because at the end of the day, the players, we've employed them. The biggest problem at the club is Kroenke. 100%. 100%. The club has spent, it's spent poorly, and my mind has changed. Last summer, I remember defending Kroenke a lot, and I think I actually criticised a lot of people, and I hold my hands up here, is that it comes down to the fact that if we want to compete, we need them to invest. They have invested a little, but it's not enough. They haven't invested enough at all. Sam says, glad to see you in a better mood today, Tom. Sam, I, again, it's just... <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm necessarily in a, in, a, in, a, in a great mood. I'm just, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Sonny says, unpopular opinion. Emil Smith-Rowe isn't good enough. Sonny, I think that's harsh. I think that Smith-Rowe is playing in a, in a really lacklustre side. He create if I mean if he if Abamian puts away his cross yesterday, we're not talking about him like that. If Saka puts away his chance against Wolves, we're not talking about it like that. If Erdogan's fit and we play them two together, I think they have a really good connection on the pitch. So I think Sonny, it's an unpopular opinion because it's not correct in my view. I think it's exceptionally harsh. Uh, Smaug says, any nice goalkeeper prospects in the academy? None that I'd take a risk on right now. None at all. Um, Thapello says, Tom, the PR has got to you. He didn't put a penny, and I'm sure of it. Um, Thapello, I, I think the negative Nellies have got to you, sir. So I think you you're, I think you jumped on that ship and you're sailing away, mate. Uh, Arsenal guy says, goals scored and conceded are very important. Stats you seem to not take into consideration. Um, in terms of what? Provide me some context, mate, and then I can answer your question. Uh, I disagree, Tom, says Ingars. Uh, have you got that on like a hotkey? <laughs> we got it on like a hotkey now. You can just template, copy, paste, bang. I disagree. <laughs> um, if we decided that Martinez must be kept as number one and Leno was advertised as for sale, there would be many clubs making inquiries. Well, Martinez wasn't advertised as a, a player that we were open to selling, in my view. So they just came in with a bid. Fair play to them. Fair play to them. Uh, told you it was unpopular, says Sonny. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> it was unpopular. Um, Matt G, I'm not answering your question. Ecal says, spot on, it's cronky. There's no, there is no target for the club. If there was, people would have lost their jobs for spending poorly and affecting our target. Um, oh, my God. Tapello, man, you're so blinded. <laughs> you're blinded, man. Arteta's being blamed for Erdogan's injury. Smith Rowe was injured, so Erdogan has to play. But no, that's Arteta's fault. <laughs> Again, unbelievable scenes. I just don't understand it. I really can't. I can't. I just don't get it. <laughs> just it's irrational views now. It's getting to the point where views are just irrational. Oh dear. We're gonna wrap up. We're gonna wrap up, guys, um, because I just can't deal with this level of just naivety. I just don't. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I know you do, Yonick. Of course you do. <laughs> anyway, it's been a pleasure speaking to you this morning, as it always is, guys. And uh, I, I just think that when it comes down to this tie, it's not over. When it comes down to who needs to play, Martinelli needs to be given a chance. That's what it, That's all it is. I just want to see changes. I just want to see differences. I want to see investment. I want to see us winning. I want to see us succeeding. 
I hope you do too. I hope it comes under this manager. If it doesn't in a year's time, then we need to think about changing things. I'm with you there. In a year's time, we'll have a proper sit down and we can talk about it. But I just think right now, improve the team first. If it's not still working, then we've got our final answer. I just don't want to have a situation where, in fact, we have got a special coach in our hands that with really good players can achieve something special. And we blow it because we don't back him. And I think we need to back him in the summer. We see where it goes in a year's time, whatever. Anyway, the season's not done. We can still see what happens. We've got a lot more football still to play. And in that time, we'll see what happens. But drop a like on the vid, guys. I really appreciate it if you would. We'll be back tomorrow with a preview for the Sheffield United gang. We'll be joined by a few of our members, TGT ambassadors, Discord people. If you're in the Discord and you want to be on the show tomorrow, 3 p.m. UK time, then please throw it into the relevant channel and uh, you can be on the show. So make sure you get to the Discord and you let me know because we'll be joined by a few members for tomorrow's show. That's it. Uh, I might be back later on this evening if we if I get some time to talk about Balogun. If it happens today, who knows? It might not get announced today. It might get announced at a later time. We'll wait and see. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. I, don't, I know we don't always agree, but uh, I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, yeah, I'll see you again tomorrow, 3 p.m. UK time. Make sure good luck if you've entered the Martinelli signed shirt competition. Link is in the description. Only a few tickets left. And I can't wait to show you some of the new graphics. Um, but I'll see you soon, guys. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.